The minute that you get labeled a conspiracy theorist, pretty much everything that you have to say ceases to be taken seriously. The red pill is just about kind of shaking up your perception of the way that things really And on the understanding that what you've been told your entire life is a consciously constructed lie. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. The idea of Project Bluebeam is that NASA, with the help of the United Nations, was attempting to implement a new age religion with the Antichrist at its head and start a new world order via technology simulating the second coming of Christ. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Hawkeye Media presents... Conspiracy Pill with PJ and Abby. And that's the thing about conspiracy theories is like it's sometimes they're not going to be true. And it's okay. There's literally nothing wrong with asking the questions and pulling on the threads and doing the research. Right. It is what it is. Hello and welcome to season two, episode twenty-one of Conspiracy Pilled. I'm your host Abby Libby. I'm here with my co-host PJ. Hey, how's, how's it going? going? Doing good. We had a comment this week saying that uh, they love the show, but PJ is painful to listen to. So <laughs> I I am trying out P- TJ Allard here for my co-host. How do you feel about this, TJ? Hey, love it. I'm always up for it. Let's do it. It's, it's right. easy on the audience because they just have to switch one letter. It's PJ to TJ. PJ to TJ. Yeah. Yes. Show's Honestly. great. The hosts just are terrible. That's, that's <laughs> the, the census, the consensus that we get. Yeah. Oh, TJ is the executive producer of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, which is, if you haven't heard of it, I don't know what you're doing. We're in the conspiracy space. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, TJ. <laughs> yes. So I am one of the co-creators and executive producers of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, um, currently on history. Uh, the... We're show, uh, we're broadcasting season five right now, and you can also see it on Netflix, Hulu, YouTube. Just search for it. If you don't know, um, now you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I have been in, working in television for 20 some odd years. Uh, most of my projects, like starting off, you know, I was like, <laughs> a lot of uh, construction shows, home renovation shows, um, plenty of reality shows, Rockets, Christmas spectac- you know, spectaculars. I've done a gambit of things. Um, not sure how I ended up in this space at the end. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like the next logical step is uh, <laughs> yeah, home construction, enough. creepy, weird ranch with UFOs. Hey, you know, it kind of, there's, there's a, there's a path there, right? There's a path. There's a through line. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's crazy. You know, you spend your whole career doing stuff and then you do one, like, and then you, you finally get to the point where you're able to pitch and do your own thing. And, um, you know, something hits and you're like amazing. And it's, it looks like that overnight success that took 20 years, you know, 20 years mm-hmm. to make it. Um, but it's a, uh, yeah, and so I'm super lucky and the show's doing awesome um, with, you know, this show, the spinoffs and everything else that's coming down the pipe. And um, it's, it's hopefully we just keep on going. Um, this is what you work for your whole career, you know? Yeah. And so it's lucky. Well, congratulations. Well, lucky. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's not luck. It's just a lot of work. And then it's a lot of work. Yeah. What We've already say? got people in chat talking about uh, what fans are of the show. Our Volt over on Odyssey says his wife is a big fan of the show. So. Thank you. Please watch. Yes. I want to, I want to know, like when people say they're big fan of the show, are they fans of the characters or are they fans of the act, the concept? Are they fans of the property? Like what does a fan of the show mean? And what do they like about like, what are people's favorite aspects of it? I, I've always wondered that never really asked. 
Yeah, well, uh, answer that question in the yeah. chat, guys. We'll throw it up on the screen when we can. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know yeah. for me, I was really into The Ranch before I ever saw that there was a show. Okay. I it read the book and all that. And um, and then I just like how dramatic it is all the time. I'm like, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> we saw a thing. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. So to be fair, there is an element in that in season one in particular where you have to address with the legend, the legends and lore of the, mm -hmm. of the, you know, of the, 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 the ranch. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things that was very big um, in the development part of it and, you know, pitching in the network, talking with the network was um, to try to move away from the woo, which was anything magical, right? Like anything that couldn't be explained. Um, there was a big battle about using the word vortex versus per portal. <laughs> that was a huge, huge thing. Um, and now that all it seemed in season one or prior to season one, and now it's, you know, all bits are off. People just call it if they want. Um, and it's, uh, but yeah, there, so there's a lot of, uh, that, that goes into that part of it. Like the legend and lore in that season one, and we had to address some of the things that you, you know, that would be more fantastical, let's say, yeah. um, that, that, that aren't there yet or have been revealed yet. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's stuff there, that, that, but yes, it's, uh, um, you read the book. That's awesome. You're aware of everything that's going on there and, and, and it does go on there. I, I can say firsthand experience stuff that I can't explain goes on there. So wow. what, when did you first hear about it? I first heard about Skidwalker Ranch. God, you know, no one's really ever asked me that. That's crazy. After <laughs> all the interviews I've ever done, that's nuts in the last five, six years. I've, so, oh my God, uh, it's gotta be, yeah, I mean, it's it's a long time ago. It's definitely like in the, you know, oh, the two thousand O's something, okay. maybe twenty tens early, um, when it became a really real, really real thing. I guess to me was, uh, I remember hanging out with a few buddies, and somebody was saying about like, man, you got to hear this about about Skinwalker Ranch. It was on the AM coast to coast or something, and we were out camping, and he brought, he had recorded on CDs recorded all these episodes about Skinwalker Ranch. And so here we are, just a bunch of dudes hanging out in the woods, just drinking, hanging out, and and we're listening to all this Skinwalker Ranch stuff. And it was like, wow, this is, this is before I even thought about going. I was at NBC at the time. It was before yeah. I started thinking about like doing a show in this, doing a show about it. And it was one of those things I was like, why does anyone ever try to go there? And he's like, oh, you know, and everyone's like, it's government, it's conspiracy, you know, you can't get there. It's, co you know, cover up and all this. Um, yeah, so it has to be at least at least ten years, probably a little longer. Um, yeah, and that was yeah, that's the first time <laughs> I really <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch. I didn't think of that. Um, what well, made hey. you? What made you switch from the type of stuff you were doing to I want to create a conspiracy show? <laughs> okay, so uh, that's a great question because um, so be, because of the way that TV industry works, right? So as a producer. Um, the way this works is a lot of times you get monthly or, or less frequent. Now it seems things have gotten a lot less frequent. Uh, when you hear from the networks, <clears throat> they reach out to agents and they say, okay, here's what we call our mandates. And so this is what their programming slate that they're looking for. And they send out, we're looking for all this stuff. And it'll be like, we want these types of shows. And they give you, you know, budget ranges and types of shows and, and like loose concepts. Mm -hmm. So Typically, you could throw most of that out because they don't really know what they want. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> we sat in a meeting and they're like, yeah, we're going to say all this stuff. And it's not really the thing. But then when you try to deliver those things, um, they'll be like, this is great, but. And there's always the but that's an un, uh, unsurmountable but. Um, 
and then they end up releasing all these shows that have nothing to do with anything that was on the list, right? So this is how it works. But so with Skinwalker, uh, for a long time, um, I was, uh, you know, we're pitching like real estate, renovation shows, all different types of programming. And, you know, when someone had said like, do you have anything in the paranormal space or anything like that? And it was like, well, you know, not really. Um, and so I was like, you know, let's dig into it and it took me about a year to start digging, digging, digging. Finding stuff, I'm like, okay, there's a couple of awesome places, Skinwalker Ranch being the one, Area 51 or Skinwalker Ranch are the holy grails. And so whenever you'd go into a meeting, it was, okay, well, you know, we're not really interested in anything unless it's one of those. And uh, it's like, okay, well, um, no one's ever pitched those before. And it was always, the answer was no. And it was kind of like, all right, well, challenge accepted. Like, I'm going to go find it. And I okay. up, took a year of my life, a little over a year of my life, like not getting paid. You know, as a producer, you don't get paid unless you sell something. Right. Uh, right. on a payroll somewhere unless you're with a production house or, or a network and uh i just dug in and, and for seriously months and months and months and months and much to the chagrin of my wife and my family and my friends like i you have to become obsessed to crack that nut and to find out what's you know the signal in that noise and then really tr figure out where this path is and why has no one gotten to these places or why has no one gotten to this place in particular um and that was kind of what it was. It was like there was a huge opportunity in that market. I felt like there was a gap in this space. Like no one was doing anything interesting in the the unknown space. And um, so after researching it, I was like, well, you know, what if it was, you know, what if I can present it as a paranormal Oak Island where you do a longitudinal study of one location, throw every the, every device that measures something. I don't care if you're measuring, ghost, what do you call it? Ghost, alien, whatever you want to call it. Every scientific device that measures something and when they're all measuring it and something happens or appears or whatever, look at everything and say, oh, my God, when the barometric pressure is this and this is this, 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 this that means this thing happens. Well, mm -hmm. you can call that thing whatever the hell you want to call that thing. <clears throat> but it's a thing. Um, and so that was when I pitched it like that. Execs got excited. Like, oh, it was a great idea. But can you find that? And then it was like, well, it just so happened that Skinwalker Ranch existed. And Brandon um, initially didn't want to, you know, <laughs> well, Made it very hard to find him. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, he started a shell company in Delaware. Uh, and if you know about uh, companies, when you form a company in Delaware in particular, you don't have to publish the names of the officers of the corporation. They don't have to be public record. But everywhere else is. So whenever you see someone say, you know, it's a Delaware company, that's the reason why. Because you don't have to yeah. put the shareholder, like the, the name of the owners. Um, he started one in uh, Delaware called Adamantium LLC. <laughs> and the name. Yeah. What freaking Wolverine's claws are made out of. And I'm like, dude, I'm dealing with another nerd. This is <laughs> um, I was going to ask, Brandon's a, a big nerd in real life, isn't he? Oh, he 100%. seems like, yeah. And he like a cool that. nerd. Yes. He would yeah. love it. And uh, yes, he is. And then, you know, once I, once I finally connected with him and, and you know, the pilot or the, the presentation reel that we shot initially, it was him. He wasn't on his camera. It was all the team and he'd be off camera. He's like, We'd give him a voice box and we just changed his voice and be like, Welcome team. Please give me an update. And it was like <laughs> dark Vadery type voice. <laughs> and uh and you know, it kind of sounded it was kind of cheesy, but you know, he didn't we finally talked him into to, actually I finally talked him into going on camera. Um, so that was awesome. But yeah, uh but that's how it happened. It was more of a day, it was more of a challenge. Like, listen, if the networks are asking for something specific and it's like, well no one's ever done it then why not just be the first find a way right just use every tool you can to find a way and that's what that was doing. that was one of my questions from the beginning was did this guy buy the ranch to be on tv or did he buy it and then you came to him i came to, like literally wow. 
he bought the ranch um, in 2017. And a few months later, I started, but I didn't come to him, right? So I, the story was, so I found him, I found out the adamantium, all of this stuff. So when, as a producer, so when you get an idea or germination in your head and you start going at the groundwork and figuring out how do I get from A to B, um, it's whatever resources you can find. And the internet, Google's made things a lot harder, believe it or not, in the last five years. It's like just a cesspool mm-hmm. of shit. Yeah. Can't find We've talked about that before. Yeah, it's like harder to yeah. find stuff now than it was four or five years ago when I started getting Absolutely. into podcasting. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. It is insane. The, the most, of, the best search engine I I use right now is Yandex. Yandex is by mm. far the best, especially with search res- or with image results. It's kind of nuts. Um, they'll say like the, an image, like image doesn't exist on Google. And then you go to Yandex and there's like 260,000. of them. It, It's funny that you bring that up because that's exactly what I use Yandex for. I've never really used it as a normal search engine, but if I'm trying to reverse search an image, that seems to be the, the best one. That's my experience, right? Anecdotally, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, and for you to corroborate that is kind of like, yeah, that's, yeah. there's a th- there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Brandon didn't buy it <clears throat> to do any of this. I found um, him by looking through public records of uh, in Vernal, Utah, some, a neighbor of his, uh, the neighbor, one of the neighbors of the ranch filed a petition to, I forget what it was, um, because the ranch was blocking their driveway or something and took him to court and all this. And then Tom Winterton, Thomas Winterton, who's on the show, um, appeared for Brandon and appeared on behalf of the ranch. And so then it took me a while. Once I got to Tom, I text Tom Winterton and he'll tell you the story for freaking nine months straight. Probably the first six months, I didn't get a response for the first six months. Like, wow. But eventually, and then Tom, once he realized, um, and I should say this. Uh, so in the past, when people try to do shows about UFO, that topic, it's usually people that are interested in the topic that want to make TV. The thing that, the reason why they took us differently, like they responded to me and Tom responded to me and passed me along was here I am a television person who wants to do something in that space. Big, there's a big difference. Like I'm, right, for sure. I'm not approaching it as a fanboy. I'm approaching it as like, hey, this is what I do. There's a there's an opportunity here. Let's find, let's let's make this happen. Um, right. And with Tom, like months, you know, and then he passed me to Jim and then Jim passed me, you know, they vet, they all vetted me every step of the way. Um, and then I was vetted by the psychic advisor who we don't know. I'm not going to mention who she is, but we don't, she's on the show. But then I was meant, passed to her who had to vet and make sure that my, you know, that I was okay. Uh, and then, you know, th- th- this was a nine month, 12 month process before I even talked to Brandon. Um, it was nuts. It was nuts. He did not want to do TV. That was not the intention at all. That's what's wow. so interesting about Brandon and his buying the ranch though, is that it seems like he's actually interested in finding out what's going on there. Not just here's something that would make me more money. If I buy this ranch, I can turn it into yeah. a TV show. It's like the opposite. It, it truly is. He, yeah. it's a loss that dude, he takes, he was spending money way like spending his own like his helicopter the ranch <laughs> the freaking to get the, the, the fuel for the helicopter like all of this he was just spending out of pocket wow. um so there was no you know in, in tv money is not tv money in 2023 is not tv money in 2010 right yeah. so i'm i'm the creator co-creator and executive producer of one of the largest shows on cable and i went and got a master's degree so i could be a data scientist as opposed to retiring in 2010, if this was the case, five seasons, four seasons in, you're retiring. Yeah. I won right. the lottery. I won the lottery. Like, <laughs> that's how it works. You pitch TV shows your whole life, and then one gets through, and you're like, holy shit, that's it. You got it. And then it's like, okay, great, but now it's bingo money payout. 
<laughs> I mean, it'll be <laughs> it's, not, it's just yeah. not 2010 money. It's, and it's because they're, you know, a hit show back then you're getting 20 million viewers and now we're getting two. So, right. Yeah. You know, mathematically that's the way it works. But anyway, so yeah, Brandon didn't want to do it. Although there's a lot of speculation that if he did or didn't, and I, I, I'm the one who found him, I'm the one who put him on TV. I can tell you straight up. I have plenty of text messages that he did not, it was never his intention. Um, no matter what he started, the trademark of the company as is beside the point. Um, he was not interested in doing TV so much so that I, I can show people. I can't show but so much. So <laughs> the, 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 the presentation, the uh, reels and stuff, he wasn't on it because he didn't want to do it. Wow. That makes me respect him more for sure of, of, of buying something because you really just want to know. Yeah. And he does. The only pushing that I had to do besides getting him on camera was to do something at all. Um, Mm. Because, and I sold it to him in a way that was like, look, man, you have the resources and the, um, you, you have the resources in to take people on a journey that millions of people want to go on. And they can't afford to. There's so many people who want to look into this stuff and people think they're crazy and this. And I'm like, you don't understand that you stepping into this space, it elevates your credibility. It elevates the space's credibility. It elevates mm-hmm. everything. Um, and, you know, and then watching the show now with Travis Taylor and the government, you know, and being part of the U.S. Interested. government. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, so guess what? Like, there's a thing here. Um, yeah, and it just so happens that, you know, it's on TV and, and you know, he's, uh, I don't know. Brandon, you know, good, good. Brandon's a really good guy. Just good, just a good, good guy. Yeah. Um, but it's not about money, right? The dude's made more money than most of us will ever make in our lifetime. So. The, the CIA gang stalking thing in season one was very interesting to me. When I say gang stalking, I mean where the CIA is like making their presence known with their helicopter is kind of the thing that was going on. You might know more about that than I do. I don't know what that is, but I they feel like they do. Um, just yeah. know, that should happen. That, that kind of stuff happened to me, my wife, my family. Like, with being staked out, they said we have an NSA sleeve. Like we have all these, like they had to run us to get us to get out there. Like it was, wow. And I don't know if that was privately done or if it was done by them, but we used to have the vans parked in front of our house. I live in a cul-de-sac. Like we used to have sprinter vans. Like my wife was freaked out about it. I've had more death threats. Um, that, that, well, that was my, my question about this because gang stalking is the idea that they want you to know they're watching you. Did it, did oh. you ever get the feeling like, like the vans were obvious and things like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I never heard that term, but they were definitely, they were making it known that there were something like that were, yeah, they wanted us. Yes. They wanted us to know that. Okay. I don't freaking know if that's real or true <laughs> or not. Right. But I, my, my life experience, right. What I saw in front of my house, I had pictures of it. My neighbors would go and bang on the thing and there'd be nobody in there. Like there's no reason in our little cul-de-sac that it'd be these two big sprinter vans for months but never there before. Like they weren't working on anything. They were just there. We call the cops. The cops would do nothing. No, there's not, you know, they'd be gone. Like it's, that's an interesting thing. I, yeah. I don't, but I don't, I also don't want to be like, of course they were watching me. God, it's no, important. <laughs> important. It does seem like it though. It did seem like it, especially with that helicopter that like flew low, like no hurry, just like, yeah, yeah no tail. Yeah. There's more what, was, what was the timeline of, the CIA watching you with regard to <laughs> allegedly. We're just going there. We're going there. My first contact with them, my first contact, my first contact with Brandon, I think, or, or when, uh, was it Tom or was it Jim? So I'm going to say about six months into the journey is when it started. 
Wow. About six months in is when it started. And it didn't stop until, until I got back from my first trip out there. And then they were gone. There's nothing there anymore. So until they were sure you weren't going to stop? I guess. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what. Listen, I don't know. Like, there, my experience is out there. Everything's been so crazy. This whole, you know, the whole process of it. Like, you know, it, the stuff that happened to me. Like, I got super sick out there. I was sick for like nine months. I was hearing things. I, I would refer to the, the, I would, the things I was hearing, I was calling, like, um, I would say it was like old timey music that I would hear in my head. And now I, trying to be as scientifically minded as possible and trying to be as, as like, okay, this not, I'm not hearing old timey music, but in the, for the first few months right. I was, I felt like I was, my wife mm-hmm. would wake up and my head would be on the stairwell listening. And I'm like, can't you hear that? It's almost like you would just hear this weird sound. And so what I think it was, um, was because when I was out there, I did get the same kind of radiation stuff that happened to Travis on the show. And I had a lot yeah. of that happen. Um, and I was hearing, like, think of a, a tinnitus, right? Like hearing something, just yeah. constant buzz. Um, and uh, there's something called pareidolia, right? When you look at a cloud yeah. and you see it's a turkey or whatever. Right. So I think the best description I had was it was like an audio pareidolia. Like I was hearing it so long and, for so, and it was so intense and loud that I was starting to put some kind of melody to it mm-hmm. just innately. Like it just happens, right? You're just like, oh, I can, I'm hearing this. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, there are, you know, a lot of conspiracies in the world of like, you know, the, the, the directed signals of, you know, audio. Like, like Havana syndrome. Is that what you're talking about? No, there's even more. So um, Havana syndrome is interesting, but there were, um, so I forget the term right now. It is, there is a very high, uh, there's a directed audio. And it's not an attack. It's an audio implant into your head. Mm. Um, so they were using it. There was a show, TV show called Paranormal paranormal estate or paranormal state or something like that. And some billboards in New York city back in the 2005 ish time. And if you're walking on the sidewalk um, and you're, and you're like, say you're, you know, you're walking a straight line. If you take one step to the left, you can start hearing this noise. It sounds like it's coming from in your head. And it's like, the noise would say like, this is not an illusion. This is not an illusion. Um, I, and it's a directed audio. Yeah, I saw um, this on um, Coke machines. They were doing, they were testing this out where when you walked by a Coca-Cola machine, it would have the sound of running water and it would make you thirsty, so you would buy Coca-Cola. So like okay. they were using it even um, commercially. So on a Coke machine, or when you would hear it though, the thing the thing that makes it unique is so you know how sound it would dissipate, right? If you hear a sound and it's at this many decibels, if you step away mm-hmm. from it, it lowers, it lowers, it lowers, it right. lowers. Right. Right. These, there's no, it's it's a wave that is. There's no dissipation of the sound. It's only mm. when you're directly in front of it. And right. And if you move just slightly, it's gone completely. Right. Gone. And that's what I was, that's what they were wow. saying about the Coke machines. It's like the moment you stepped past it, it just right. instant cut off. And so now, if you think of that, right? So this is the stuff that, and I love that now we'll go to the, the conspiracy part of all of it. <laughs> like, this is what I love. Yeah. Um, and when, so that's 2006. And if we got it in 2006, it's, it's probably been around for 40 years prior to that, that kind of usage of technology. Right. And so there are plenty of other directed audio technologies, not like Havana syndrome. There's, but there were CIA uh, plans of like, you know, people would, so they, uh, in, in, uh, in Cuba, was it Cuba where they were trying yeah. to put Jesus in the sky and then make people hear Jesus talking to them. It saying, was Cuba. Yeah. We, we did an episode on this before. Okay. Yeah. Where Castro's yep. evil or whatever. Right. So, yep. yeah. So if you're thinking this, and this is, these are the things that I, I, whenever I talk to people who know nothing about the space, nothing about anything in this world, it's like, okay, so that was in what 1960s. 
So you think we just stopped advancing that technology? You think we just stopped? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my favorite conspiracy theory, right? Is that Stop. the government did something like MK Ultra and figured out how to do mind control and then just back it in, we're going home, we did it. <laughs> like that's the conspiracy, is that they just stopped. They stopped. <laughs> They just stopped. Like, yeah. like we still have our, if you ever go on certain airlines, there's airplanes where there are still ashtrays in the handle that are just welded shut. Yeah. yeah. Still, like, that's, that's 30 years ago. We're still using that stuff. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you just think we just stopped. Like with jet engines. Like people are like, oh, the SR-71 Blackbird is still the fastest aircraft we have. Really? Uh, is it though? <laughs> <laughs> is it though? Like you just stopped. No, the stuff we're seeing now is the, the, the advancement of all of that, you know, 20 years, 30, 50 years later. Like, mm-hmm. but there's, um, yeah, that's, so the audio stuff, right? The hearing things in your head and all of this. And what happened to Tom on the, on the show or before the show, like getting hit, you know, that sounds more like the Havana syndrome, but even he, like elevated, right? Because it did more damage. The Havana syndrome right. just seems to be a, a, a internal. Right. That actually... I, I mean, I talked to Tom. He didn't even want to talk about that for a long time. Right. Because um, he was like, his face could peel. He was like, grab my face. Wow. Turn my face side oh. to side because of my head the, the swelling. Because it like literally peeled his scalp from his skull, right? Yeah. It, well, it, it just pushed, you know, it swelled yeah. up so much that the lick, the fluid was able to, you know, I, I can't imagine it's gross, but yeah. yeah. Or you Wow. Can I can I go back? Sorry, I know you want to ask something. But can I go back to something somebody asked in chat? Because we just yeah. like glossed over the fact that you were vetted by a psychic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just wanted to hear like a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. So this woman, um, you know, she uh, multiple times I had to do these readings. Now, I'd never done psychic readings or anything. And it was there was a lot. Um, my takeaway from all of it was intention is I think what they were trying to get at. Like, was I, was I intending to bring out, you know, was I doing this, um, for, for the, like the bachelorette or some shit, like for the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, you know, it was a lot of it had to do with, um, what was I trying to accomplish other than making a show? Was I trying to reveal something? Was I trying to get at something? Was I trying to expose a truth? Was I trying to, and, and I think kind of super open and honest about it. I'm like, listen. I make TV shows. This is my job. I do this to make money. <laughs> I'm hoping that I can do this to make money. Um, if any of the other stuff happens, that's great. You know, it, in, you know, if, if you want to direct it in a certain way and you want certain things to happen, that's awesome. Like what I have learned is I don't know shit. Um, and I don't, and I think that, I think that people say that when, when people say that they do know something about the paranormal or any of this, I think they're all full of shit because I don't <laughs> think anyone knows shit. Um, and so I give space, like I do spaces on Twitter or all this, where I will listen to anybody. Like you could tell me you're abducted. You're, I don't judge anybody about anything. Cause who the fuck am I to judge you? Like, it's not, I don't know if you're telling the truth. Like it could be, couldn't be. Um, but when the, the psychic woman, when she was talking to me, um, you know, it was, it was different. I don't think I've ever had that line of questioning before. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> lost over that. So <laughs> Yeah, the uh, a lot of like, you know, what my intentions were, um, because there's a lot of people that still think of the ranch as like a portal to hell kind of place, yeah. like if there's a religious component. And was that where I wanted to take this? Was I interested in the technology part of it? Was I interested in, you know, the Native American part of it? Was I interested in the, the, the 
you know, religious component of it. And I was like, I'm interested in whatever you guys are, man, whatever's most interesting for a TV show. Um, but yeah, that happened a few times. Um, and I guess and I passed. You- what you said was you just wanted to go out there with a shovel and just dig a bunch of holes. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> in the first, in the, it's funny because in the in the presentation reel, like so, I go out there, and I was initially the character on camera. I was the Travis character, um, in the in the presentation reel. So the pitch at that point was, average guy goes and you know explores this kind of thing. Um, and to their credit, you know, the network was like, yeah, it'll be better if we had credentials, somebody credentials. I was like, that's fine yeah. with me, like whatever. But in the presentation, it was like, I'm out there and we're out in the middle field and we're digging shit up. We're just digging. And uh, and Dragon's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to dig. And I'm like, and I'm like, listen, man, I didn't come all the way out here to not dig something up. I'm like, we're digging. We are digging. Uh, Dragon has a real thing against shovels. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. He's he yeah. such a mom. <laughs> he, he just rakes his hands and he worries. I love it so much. And he does too. And he does the, I don't know, guys. I don't know, guys. Um, yeah, he does. But he's a good guy. And like, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, we were, we had, there's stuff we're getting to, you know, as the show goes on. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of underground there. People are digging mm-hmm. for him. Um, wow. But yeah, we were digging and uh, was not, not digging. There was no <laughs> way I'm going all the way to freaking Utah to not dig. To not dig. <laughs> <laughs> not dig. So. Um, but yes, yeah, like I, I just ju- I'll jump around and whatever. It's like I'm just trying to do like stream of consciousness here, like what other yeah. stories I can tell you. But please ask away, like of specifics that you. I, I mean, I'm not. You uh, said like, you said you got sick for a long time. Was that after the first time you were at the ranch? Yes, uh, and I went back even when I w- was sick. Um, but so it was a, like nine months of respiratory uh, infections. Like I was having all this respiratory stuff happen, um, and I'm living in New York at the time, and I'm going to the doctors and and. You know, all, they did every test that they could, uh, and it, it was always inconclusive. They were, couldn't find what it was, but I was, um, I couldn't breathe. I would have trouble breathing, um, ear ringing, like all these things that are also, a lot of the things were also signs of like exposure to radiation. Mm. Um, and so that seemed to be where they were leaning, but all my blood work, uh, I would have like certain things that were a little elevated, but whether that was health related, like just drinking too much, whatever, I don't know. But the... What I the way I understood it, the docs were saying to me, like all the blood, the panels that they can test. So they take your blood and then they test it in a panel of whatever that means. Um, and different parts of the country have different panels that they test against. And they were like, well, maybe it is like my one doc was calling it, like maybe it is alien. Maybe it is something alien that is meaning like not germane to where, you know, northeast. Right. maybe it's something that's there um, that gets kicked up when you dig. Um, you know, so there's a lot of speculation, but nothing, nothing definitive. Um, but I had to do like all these different, one of the tests was called the, uh, the mitochlorian, mitochlorian challenge or something like this. Like there's all these different random tests. And I just thought that was like such a cool test name. The mitochlorian challenge was awesome. Um, (laughs) they they tested your mitochlorians. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I Someone's got to know. I don't that. know. Like, just making a Star Wars. No, no, no. But that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, what a cool test name. But is it yeah. um, <laughs> might, somebody? Somebody who's mitochondrian? Watching, you mean? Yeah, no. I don't know. I'm throwing darts at a wall. I don't know. No, no, no. It's some, well. Anyway, it was a legit test. that was like kind of a oh, you know, this should reveal anything, and it didn't reveal shit. So. Um, but yeah, I did get sick, and I kept going back because I was like, man, too close to a project that's being. Like right. a project that I, I was, I believed in from the 
first day, I'm like, this is going to be a huge, huge hit. Um, and that's why I was like, I don't care how, how sick I am going. <laughs> so it, the ranch seems to affect some people and not others. Have you ever noticed a, a similarity between those people? Do you have an opinion on why? Um, <laughs> I do, but I don't want to say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, there's, I think that, um, given enough time, any, everyone will have an experience there given enough time. Um, and I'm also the first to say though, a lot of the uh, experience could be psychosomatic. It can be geographic. Like I don't go all in on a lot of the woo part of it. I'm mm-hmm. very science minded. Like there's shit going on. Right. Everything that's going on is, can be measured and we can call it anything we'd like to call it. And until we give it a name, we could call it alien. You could call it ghost. You could call it paranormal, whatever you want. But if, you know, again, like we're looking atmospherically, like right now, a lot of the seasons, like three, four, we're at now is, it has to do with like atmospheric anomalies mm-hmm. and atmospheric anomalies. You know, if no one has studied this area before this, this, this altitude, this location, whatever, whatever we find here could be novel, right? Could be brand new. Nobody knows sure. it. And in the big win, like when I talked to Eric Bard, the, the, you know, it's always like, you know, he can get something scientifically named after him, right? By, right. by discovering something here. Like, so right. and it, maybe it is portals. Maybe it is, you know, the, the, the atmosphere is thinner here, um, meaning that people can go interdimensional. I don't know if that's a thing. I just, I just know that <laughs> what we're probably doing is catching up to where the government probably is already in these studies. I just don't know who right. the people are doing these things. Well, the, the the government had a a whole research team there, right, for many many years. And then, was any of that research available to you? No, they made it. They purposefully it was not like it was. I think it was one of those like, nah, sorry, we're taking our stuff and going home. Yeah. Um, and I think Brandon, you know, there's part of him. I remember talking about this early on with him, where he would say like, you know, I don't know if I want it um, because it's it's kind of jaded and like it's it's their narrative, right? It's theirs, right? right. Um, and so let's just find our own. Let's just do it again. Right. Uh, it was Bigelow and the big, you know, Bass and all that and all these acronyms and names. And I'm not, I don't, I don't follow those paper trails of any of that stuff. Like there's some people who are deep into that world of like following the paper trails. And, and I, I, that's beyond me. That's well, I think that kind of back to what this, the psychic was trying to do with you is I think some of the power of the show is how little narrative there is, how little, it's it's so tempting when when something doesn't make sense to try to make it make sense and like put a narrative onto it and shove it in there just to make it not be so dissonant in your head. And I love how the show is just like no, it's just weird. It's weird, and we don't know what's going on. <laughs> weird, and and it happens multiple times. So it's not yeah. just a one time thing. It's just weird, and it's still weird. Yeah. And you know, there's there's well, this is only one. Like so, you know, the, the ranch has opened up a world of people to me that like my god man the stuff that the people i've encountered and talked to and and the stuff that i've been exposed to since the ranch Mm. is like you know the psychic stuff and people making shit appear in the sky and like like i mean i I don't i can't explain a lot of what the people that show me stuff or 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 tell me or tell me about experiences or stories they tell me and all this like i can't explain a lot of it um, it's just amazing that there's so many people 
with so many unique stories to tell. And then you do find clusters of the similarity, similar stories. But it's amazing that there's not just that more people don't know about this stuff. It just that's what kills me. Like that it immediately goes, Oh, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. We're crazy. Um, thinking it, thinking, you know, the woo or thinking conspiracy. Right. And it's not, it's just, it's like maybe it's just not good enough explanations yet. Like not everything is freaking conspiracy, man. Like we've given everything a conspiracy moniker, yet a lot of it's real. Right. Yeah, we, we say that a lot on the show. It's like we use conspiracy because it's a, a thing that people know. But when we cover stuff like MK Ultra, it's not a conspiracy. It's a real thing, thing. documented thing, right? Yeah. Right. That, that we probably didn't stop 50 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> it's not done. It's definitely not done. <laughs> That's the real conspiracy is that we stopped. <laughs> um, do you yes. think Do you think that by going out there with like all these measurements and RF and all these things and just trying trying to like just show people like, hey, this phenomena is measurable, brings more credibility to a lot of the stuff that we talk about? Because sometimes it, it's not even like you have to reach a conclusion, right. um, whether it's paranormal or cryptids or it's this or it's that, but just measuring that these people are not crazy that are out here seeing and experiencing these things. Do you think that is helping get people I so. interested I in these? So. I, I, I do. Yeah. I, I truly do. Um, there's always naysayers. There's always professional debunkers. Um, right. Typical nonsense because they start from a position of debunk. Which yep. means that you've already made up your mind. So I, why am I going to even entertain your thinking if you're not mm -hmm. going to at least go in saying, what is this? Let me take a look at it now right. and, and, and analyze that data. But so I think it has elevated it a lot. I think, uh, I think you're seeing an awakening and I don't mean that in a spiritual, whatever. I mean, like, so you gotta see, I, I'm, I've, <laughs> I've worked in television for 20 some odd years. I'm a jaded cynic. Right. So when I say mm -hmm. stuff, it, you know, think of it that way. Like I'm saying an awakening in the sense of, uh, you know, entertainment when you're thinking like, Oh, people's are, people are now starting to open their minds to this as a form of like, wow, this is, there's a whole world that I didn't know about. Like yeah. nobody knew about tiny house renovations 20 years ago. Like, yeah. Nobody knew about, you know, <laughs> like uh, housewives in New York 20 years ago. It's like now people, now they do. And it's like, wow, there's a whole world of this um, out there. And there's a big audience for it. I mean, we're the number one freaking show. Like, you know, right behind Oak Island. And uh, ah. it's, it's, you know, we're, there's an audience. People want more of this. But yeah. The thing is, it's just not a lot. It just really isn't. Um, I never, I never understood the professional debunkers because I don't know how you could be professionally uncurious. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like sometimes when we'll research an episode, I'll pull up something like uh, I can't remember the name of the show. I don't have to say it, but like we'll listen to those people who are just like they find every conspiracy or every interesting thing in the world and then just instantly say it's bunk. And I've noticed that some of those people use a lot. They're a lot more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They leave out interest. They leave out important facts to make their point, and they seem worse than the craziest of the conspiracy theorists. Where they'll just like they're trying. They know what conclusion they have to reach because their show is I'm going to debunk literally everything ever, and then to do yeah. that sometimes they have to be incredibly deceptive. And I just find it so a uninteresting and two full of shit. I guess yeah. the best way I can. I'm put with it. you, man. I'm yeah. with you. Like, I, I don't mind some of the processes that they use and, like, the mm -hmm. procedures that they do to try to get there, but I just, it's a narrative, and I don't like narrative. Right. Like, narrative presented as facts drives me mm -hmm. crazy. This is what I tell people all the time about the news. Like, news is not news. It's narrative. And when you see five channels, ten channels, I come from a news background. I worked in news for a while, and it was like, when you see 
five or 10 channels, all with the same headline, that's no longer news. That's advertising. Yeah. That's advertising. <laughs> That's repetition. That's repetition to make you think this is happening. War with whoever, war with whoever, war with whoever. That's not news, man. You're not informing anybody. Give me some something other than that. Yeah, we already know that top line. Give me something else. And it's because it's not meant to inform you. It's just meant to advertise you, to get you to buy that, buy into that line of thinking. Like, yep. this is the right thing. This is the right thing. This is right. Like, oh my God. And so it's narrative creation. And, and a lot of these shows are just narrative. Like you approach it from that this is all debunk nonsense and i'm going to show you why well then what do you do when something like air you know these guys are blowing up rockets and measuring shit that shouldn't be there like how do you right how do you, you know oh you're faking it no nobody's faking it like i'm so sick of hearing that they're, oh, they're planting every do you know how long a show would last like these shows who have done that in the past they call it juicing um yep. gold shows wherever they're off the air because nobody in the industry wants to work for that show like, right. why would you want to work for a show that you know they're faking shit? Because you think the camera guy who's getting a day rate for six weeks um, is not going to say something to his buddy? Like, yeah, we got we did this and we faked this and we did that. No, there's no right. like crazy. These guys aren't making millions of dollars. They could make like if that was a thing, they would they would squeal and say it because yeah. that would elevate them as like, oh my god, look at me, I'm super credible. I'm the guy you want on your show if you want. They'd get invited on all kinds of conspiracy shows if that was the case. Of course. Yeah. Right. Like, like there's no, this is what people, you know, I don't know. I can't believe it. This is just from, again, when you know what goes on behind the curtains, right? It's kind of a different viewpoint. Um, right. And uh, you only see what, you know, what the, the, you see on, on TV. Um, I used to say that for when we do a home renovation show and, you know, your host comes in and he's like, today we're going to paint the room. And he paints one wall. And then, <laughs> like, then you know, not even a wall. He paints, he goes this a couple of times. And next thing you know, the room is painted. You you think the room is painted because you cut to something from six weeks later. Now, when he does that stand up that day and today we're going to paint the room and we're using this type of paint. Um, none of the rest of the room is painted. On the other side of the camera is are probably 40 day laborers waiting for him to get out of the way so we can get to work. Right, and it's, right. you know, it's like there's certain secrets, right? Like if a car doesn't move at the end of one of those car renovation shows, it's because it's not done. If you don't see all four rooms of a wall of a, of a room, um, it's because it's not finished. Like only three are done, or maybe one is done. like it's stuff like that. But it's it's TV, man, and, and people think that that's what the show is like. And it's like, well, no, because there's now you have government agencies, you have a lot of money being spent, and a lot of credible people coming on. They wouldn't do that if that right. was the case. people wouldn't put their names on it. So. Would you say that the show represents exactly accurately how weird the ranch is, or is there some difference? No, I think there's way more. I think there's a lot more, but you can't. So, but you have to do what they would call like say and see, right? So, Mm. if I say it, you got to see it. Yes. And so, there's a lot of stuff that happens that you can't see because it may not be captured or you can't, it doesn't translate well. And Mm. so, why say it if you can't see it? Because it's a visual medium. I can't say like, oh my God, my chair was levitating four feet. Did you get an image? <laughs> no. Well, that didn't happen. Like, right. it's a TV show. You got to show me it. <laughs> you can't right. show me. Um, but yeah, there's way more stuff. And yes, there's a whole, you know, we talked about going meta on it at times. And I think we'll get into that down the road. Um, okay. Where casting crew talks about those kind of things. Um, 
you know, what their experiences have been like, because I had drones crash. I've had stuff happen out there. Batteries die. I, I again, I, so, I make TV so the secret of Skinwalker ranch unhinged. That's <laughs> there you go. Unhinged. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Yes. No, I like that idea. Um, by the way, the, the chat has decided you are a Jedi. Uh, Swimhook said he thinks it's a mitochondrial M2 antibody test, but Maybe. Arvolt says, no, it's, it's, it's mitochondrial. You're, you're a Jedi. So, <laughs> that is, that is a consensus. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> the secret, that. the secret of Skinwalker Ranch is that it hates Jedi. And That's what it is. All Jedi are adversely <laughs> it's just, affected. It's just the dark side of the force. Just, you know. Collecting really? in, in the basin, yeah. It's something, and there are other locations, right? There are other locations out there. Um, the thing that I would look, because so I always still look for ideas, right? I look, right. For, I call it fishing, right? I'm always out there, and that's why I talk to people, and this is why I do shows like this. I do any show I can, because right. I like to cast as wide of a net as possible, um, and I have no reason to be a jerk to people or judge people. It's just, it just doesn't benefit me. Like, I need to know, because I. I I need to know who that guy is because I know he exists. The dude who's got a piece of a freaking spaceship in his garage somewhere. (laughs) Right. And it's like, you can't be a jerk. You got to like you. Hey man, if you truly have that, like I've had so many people who tell me they have pieces of craft or whatever. And it's like, okay, well I'm going to come get it. I'm going to, you know, let's set up a time. We'll figure something out. I'll send, you know, I got a guy who has a really remote ranch and a helicopter. We'll fly out and get it and get you. And we'll bring you and, and it always is the same thing. Oh no, I can't. I'm afraid. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, afraid of? like, uh, you know, afraid they're gonna get me. Okay, who's the they? Like, I, I'll go down those rabbit holes with people, but it's right. it's never a logical thing, right? It's never something that that I can say. Well, I like, you don't have to worry about those things. Like, if you if you're safety, we have ways we can solve that. Like, if you truly, you have guys have to, dragon. I mean, dragon. yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, it's Caleb, man. Caleb's a badass. Caleb is. Yeah. Come, um, we start seeing a lot more of Caleb in season three or four. Like, yeah. Caleb is. Uh, he's a badass dude. Um, but yeah, so it's like I'm always looking for stuff, and there's other locations. And I think one of the limitations I have is just language barrier because ten yeah. you percent know, of the world speaks English. It's like mm-hmm. you can't tell me that these the that this doesn't exist in China or in Russia or in freaking Africa somewhere, like places that we have no idea about yet. Um, I just don't know how to reach those people. I don't know how to get to those. That's why I think every, like, that's why I wish Twitter had like babblefish, like instant translation, you know, yes. where I could type something and then you got it in your native language and then you respond in your native language and I see it in my native language. That would be awesome. Um, that would really connect, you know, because I get, get tons of stuff from guys in Nigeria all the time trying to sell me crypto shit, but like nobody's talking <laughs> about UFOs. <laughs> well, if, yeah. if, if it's a prince, you want to help that guy out of here. So. I'm, yeah, the Nigerian prince, yeah. Immediately, man, it'd be super Send lucky. him some money. Yeah. <laughs> no question that. I mean, come on. It's, you know, Are you familiar with with the mythology of, of Fairyland? Am I? No. Please. So the, tell me more. <laughs> you said something about what if the atmosphere is thinner, like interdimensionally, it's a, it's a thinner place. Right. And that sounds like you're saying what if the veil is thinner the idea yes. that there's a veil between this world and whatever you want to call it ancient or not ancient but old old england would have called it fairyland um yeah. this idea that there's some other place and there's a lot of the stories are the same if you boil them down between fairy stories and ufo abductions the same idea of don't eat their their food um, 
they, they, well, all, all of the important stuff is there. It's just a matter of how did the mind interpret it? We have all of these science fiction novels. So we interpret it as aliens and spacecraft and they didn't. So they interpreted it as kind of these angelic beings, but, but don't make, don't make vows with them. Don't make deals with them. Um, they, they don't yeah. necessarily mean you well. They're, they're there for their own benefit. So I, I always try to pull in all of that mythology under the assumption that these things have always been happening, right? How would somebody from a different point of view have talked about it um, and, and compare it to how we're talking about it now? I, I think that's super accurate. I think that you know that's something that seems to come up a lot. I think it's Gary Nolan is the guy, the scientist who's been doing work somewhat in that realm. And I, he tells a great story about almost along those same lines. He didn't use the word fair, fairyland. Uh-oh, my camera just died. You guys there? We can here. still see you and hear you. Can you hear us all right? That was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every time. It's every, every time. time. Yeah. So um, his story has to do with that. But <clears throat> he um, tried to go at it scientifically and he... What he said was, um, so that same concept over time, you see things as what it should be, what your mind would make it seem like. And so his hypothesis, I guess, so to speak, would say, was saying that it's always been the same thing, a super Mm -hmm. high tech advanced civilization that projects what it is that you should see it as. And the way he did this is his. The, the only evidence I said, I guess, in one of the stories he says is tell a story about like a mom and two girls in a convertible in like 2017. And the girls talk, take a picture of uh, or they think that there's something above them. And I, and I may be butchering the story. You could go look it up. He does a great interview about it. And it's like um, it's like the mom thinks it's one thing and the girls think it's like a UFO or this. And the mom says it's something else. And they take a photo on like a regular camera or whatever it was. And all that it looks like is a light, like just a bright light. And but they both manifested different views right, of yeah. what it should be. And he was like, you know, that's where I think his studies are going into like that path. Like we're all seeing the same thing, but it's it's projecting onto us what it we should see it as. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I should. No, we've we we talked about this concept a lot because. You know, strange things have been in the sky forever, and every culture has called them something different. It's fairies, or it's witches with lanterns on their broomstick, or it's aliens. You know, it's all of these different things. But I just get the feeling like we're all, a lot of the time, talking about the same thing. Uh, We did this with our episode on the greys, where it's like, people, when you listen to the stories of greys and what people are experiencing, it coalesces with so many other stories, just with different beings' names. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much... Mm-hmm. That's kind of obvious at this point, right? I feel like right. the, it's almost harder not to see that. Yeah. There's so much that's at, at the periphery of what we are comfortable looking at. And it makes you wonder how much stuff exists every day in front of your face that you don't see because you have no space to put it in. You have no meaningful category for it. So you just delete it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, it's, I don't know. I guess as I'm getting older and I, like as I'm, I've learned, you know, I went back, like I said, I went back to school. Like I'm a data person now. Like I'm also into, there was reasons I did data science in particular. Like 
machine learning and AI and stuff is where I wanted to go. And I feel like there's a lot there for entertainment and what I could try to use my experience to capitalize on this, the, the career that I've already started and then add supplement it with other skills and, and you know, try to push, push things forward a little bit. Um, but it's very uh, understanding like what could be um, and what I don't quite uh, understand um, is kind of really funny that I, I'm talking about like, um, okay, AI is a great, a great example because it's all the stuff is going on under the hood and you have no idea all the stuff is going on under the hood, but it is. Yeah. And because of it, you're kind of like, holy, um, I don't really understand any of this. Yeah. It's happening. It's real. I'm just not going to pay attention. I just want to know one piece, you know, this little, this little piece of information and the rest of it is like, okay, it's happening all around us. And, uh, yeah, we're just kind of oblivious. Um, yeah. I don't know if, if what would happen if you could absorb all of that information, then what? <laughs> it also yeah. helps that there's such a fire hose of information from social media and the internet. You have to ignore so much stuff anyway. It, it makes it easier for people to ignore things that are uncomfortable. So is that a good or bad thing? Like, so I, I, I talk about this on about social media a lot. Yeah. Do you want to be able to, should you be able to block people? Like, do you want to be able to block people? Um, I, I just don't know. Like, I don't like, to, I, I, until like the last few weeks, I never blocked anyone ever, ever, ever on Twitter. I have no reason for it. I think a lot of it I'm blocking now is it's bots. It's bots and crypto right. spam and like just angry bots. And um, that was just, I just don't understand why else people would say the things they say right. other than to get a rise. And it's like, I've never experienced that. I've been on Twitter for, 15 years or however long, 2009 or time, whatever it was. Um, and it's all of a sudden I feel like now I have to block people. Like, I hate that. I don't want to block. I want to see the dis the, 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 the disconnect. I want to see where I'm missing something. Right. Um, it's the people that don't want to see that are the ones that drive me nuts. Like, oh, how dare you have a different view than I do? Like, you're blocked. Yeah. Yeah, for? I never liked the echo chamber thing because even if you have a strong viewpoint on something, you're never going to be good at arguing it if you only hear people from your side. Right. You're never going to learn or get better or improve as a human being if you are just stuck in this echo chamber, I think. There are people... It. Yeah. It's, it's tough because there are people who will attach to you who they have a hatred, they have an anger that in their, just in their lives and they get a hook in you and they just want to use you as their outlet for it. Sure. So there are people that I will block um, because every single time they see my tweet, they, they're like, Oh, this is my place to vent. This, this is the person I've hooked into as a place to vent my anger. And I don't, I, I want to respect the rest of my followers enough to not have that type of thing in my comment section if that makes sense yeah. but i don't want to block people just for having an opinion that i don't want to consider right I mean, how do you have discussions with those people without things escalating i feel like you can't right, like, right. I, don't, I don't i don't have people in my comment section i have very small but like, i got throttled i don't know why well actually i do know why i believe that i've been extremely throttled on twitter mm. like I, my, my view my my impressions went from thousands, tens of thousands to thousands to like a few hundred now. And I, mm -hmm. but I still have the same follower count. So right. I, I don't understand it. Um, and it almost makes you not want to use it anymore. Cause it's like, I, I tweet something out. It's like 167 impressions. What? How is yeah. it possible? Like that makes no sense when it used to be 
10,000, 15,000, 25,000. That doesn't make sense. And it, I, I'm convinced it's because of this show. And the and I have been grouped in to, because of the people that I talk to, they're low follower accounts. They're on the fringe. They always have that some kind of, you know, wacky thing, you know, so-called wacky thing that they talk about or whatever. Then I yeah. see people out and talk to them. And I think the algorithms pick that up and it like, it penalizes. And I think that it was posted that it penalizes interactions with small yeah. accounts. And wow. I, I, I definitely interact with small accounts. And I think it's, it's just kind of chopped me down to the point where I could say whatever I want online and no one will ever see it. Like it just doesn't go anywhere. Um, wow. The only time I ever get any views is when I say something on someone else's, you know, some uh, a higher profile uh, yeah. tweet, the, the, the account. But it's like, it, it just, it hurts professionally. Like I, it's not yeah. an ego thing. I couldn't give two shits about that. Yeah. It's more about like, this is, <laughs> and this is why I always thought Twitter was the greatest thing ever because people are like using it for free and I'm advertising for a show and I'm not paying anything for it. I'm getting hundreds of thousands of views a few years ago on a tweet about like, check out the show. Da, 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 da. And it's like free advertising. And so yeah. <laughs> eight bucks, I'm like eight bucks to reach all this. Hell yeah. That's easy. Yeah. That's a no brainer. Like, but now I'm finding it is truly limited. My reach to the point where it's like, this is awful. Um, I don't know how to break out of that. I just don't, you know, I'm not, I guess I'm not a good enough tweeter, uh, but I'm not like you with you. You say some stuff and it just sets a freaking internet on fire. And, like people just like come out of the woodwork to attack you. Oh my God. Um, this week has been terrible. Yeah, I'm here. Yes. Why? You can't see her? Oh no. Oh, I just, dis- I'm still here. He just disappeared. PJ's gone. Yeah. We're, we're here. He'll be back. PJ. PJ. Okay. So a lot of the weird stuff that happens at Skinwalker Ranch happens around PJ. As far as, as um, technology breaking, we had a whole week where anything he touched broke. And finally I was like, dude, take off your shoes, go outside and just ground. Yeah. And he was like, you're ridiculous, but okay, I'll do it. So he went outside and he played baseball with his son. He came back in and his internet worked again. I'm telling you, that kind of solutions. Something, there are there are things that our science doesn't explain that are nevertheless true. They just are. We don't have to define it. Even if we can't define it, it doesn't mean it's not happening. It doesn't mean it's right. not real. It doesn't oh, make it magic either. It doesn't make right. it yes. some weird thing. It doesn't need to be magic. It's just we don't we don't have the words for it yet. We right. can't explain it yet. Yeah. Did you go outside and play catch? I don't know what I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, Abby's camera turned off, and then I asked, you know, are you guys still there? And then as soon as I said that, it just kicked me from the room. I don't know, man. It's weird. No, this is a kind of listen. I I, I hate saying this. It sounds so like, uh, but it just happens. This happens whenever I do these. It happens. Yeah. And this is part of that hitchhiker effect that they talk about. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Um, Eric mm. talked about it. Like so, there's a uh, you could you could uh, go to the website, the Skinwalker Ranch website. Um, skinwalker-ranch.com and they have this insiders program, right? And you pay whatever it is a month. I don't even know what the the charge is. Um, And you can go and watch all the live streams all the time. The cameras are on right now, 24-7, seven days a week. You can go and watch what's happening on the ranch. Um, uh, When it launched, like I talked about this before it got to launch. I talked about this with Eric uh, years ago before it was happening. And you're like, it was awesome, you know, whatever. And so a couple of years back, like maybe last year after it goes live, I was like, you know, Hey man, how's it going and whatever? He's like, Oh, do you want to get, you know, 
you want to get on, you go, I'll just give you an account. You can just do you wherever you want. Um, and uh, he's like, but, you know, the reason I didn't give it to you, because he was like, you know, this is just part of your brainchild, because he and I came up with this. And he was like, it's part of your brainchild. He's like, but the reason I didn't give it to you is because you had a negative effect at the ranch. And people are <laughs> saying that the, that through watching the stuff on camera, it is translating and coming into their lives and coming into their homes. Yeah. And I'm like, that's freaking crazy. I was like, you know what? So, no, thanks. Uh, regardless, like, it's fine. I, I don't have to need to be there or, or to yeah. watch. Um, but he's like, yeah, people are reporting that like stuff, strange stuff is happening while watching. But I don't know, man. That's kind of that kind of scares the shit out of me. Like Dude. coming through your screen and yeah. I don't know. It's so funny because there's certain things like this happens on our show a lot. And when we were watching Skinwalker, we were talking to each other about like, you know, the batteries going dead and the, the drones and things like that. And I was just like, man, can relate because we just have the weirdest stuff happen doing this show sometimes. Um, so much so it's kind of become just like a joke of the thing. Like this light over here um, that, that lights me up, sometimes it'll just go full bright and blind me, like in the middle of it's us insane. talking about something. It's insane. Yeah. We just had the weirdest like crap happen just doing the show. And we even um, actually it's going to come out, I think, Tuesday. We're on the confessionals literally just to talk about that type of stuff. We're like some tech subjects, some topics, some uh, guests, just tech gets freaky, really like, freaky weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, but it wouldn't be me. I'm, I'm just, it would be because of my affiliation with the ranch, man. It's the only yeah. reason. No, um, I'm surprised it's only been this much. Like I was like, you, you we, Abby asked you about fairies earlier, and then instantly like some stuff started going on with your camera, and I was like, oh, of yeah, course. It did. This, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I've had I had a lot of shit. Like I've lost things that I know I packed to take to the ranch. I've still not. There's stuff I've not been able to find since going to the Skinwalker Ranch. I know. Like, so as a producer, like, especially in a field, right, you bring, you bring everything with you because you've read the saying that's always in my head. It's always like, you'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Mm -hmm. And so you bring, I, I always have my own, my, my, my shoulder bag that I would carry for whatever, 20 years around the world. These things go with me. And, uh, it's like, I have everything in it from every type of cable cord connector, band-aid, basketry, like whatever a human could need. I have some piece of that or a bit of it in my bag and. And you don't lose things, right? After a while, you know where your stuff is all the time in your stuff. And it's like, there's things that I'm just missing since mm -hmm. it's going out there. And I'm like, that freaking, they call it the trickster or the trick, yeah. the, the trickster effect or whatever. It, there's a whole thing about it. And here he yeah. goes again. It's you again. What's going on with the camera? I can't right hear now? anything TJ's saying. I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt <laughs> if he's talking. It's, he's frozen for me. Wow. He's still yeah. talking. The tricks, the trickster effect, which again is a, is a fairyland thing. Like, they play tricks on you. They steal your stuff. All yeah, well, of that stuff. That. They sent me the, a tweet about that, like saying something about the, the, this. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Come on. Like, <laughs> and you, you hate this because you don't want to sound like you're, you know, crazy. It's like, yeah, not being crazy. And PJ's yeah. just looking at us like, are they talking? Are they not talking? <laughs> <laughs> Poor PJ. Should I say something? It sounds Aww. like a one-sided conversation. I'm hearing Abby go, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and I'm hearing nothing from TJ. He's still frozen. Oh, I'm going to, no. I'm going to refresh and come okay. back and see if it works. All right. So we'll be, lead, we'll be okay. Okay. When he refreshes. Yeah. No. He's he'll back up and come back in. Uh. Yeah. yeah. This is all kind of crazy stuff, man. Like I, yeah. it's always hard to talk about because you know, some people immediately judge that like this whole space. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not big into that immediate judging stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not that guy. Um, I don't give a shit what you do, what you say, like, but can't be judging people like that. Um, 
and it's, it's hard. It was professionally expensive to pitch this show. A lot of times, you know, it's like you pitch this and networks are yeah. more interested. I'm back again. <laughs> I think that people, I don't, I don't get as frustrated anymore when people are like that because I think that they have to. I don't, hmm. that it's like you have shelves in your brain for information and you have a spot where you can put things that fall into any given category. And if somebody hands you something that doesn't fit anywhere and, and in order to make it fit, you'd have to change the entire room. I think there's often an anger response of like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you forcing me to change everything in my house to fit this thing? And so they, it's easier for them to get mad at you and tell you to go away than to find a way to integrate it in. And I think that once people start to integrate stuff in, it's a lot easier to accept more things. And then a lot of people go off the deep and they just come become completely unclipped from reality. They make so much space in their house to just put everything in and then nothing is right. real anymore. Everyone's lying and that's not healthy either. No. Yeah. We talked crazy. about that with, uh, we talked about that with Alex Jones where he's even admitted at times. He's like, I've seen so many things that I thought were crazy come true that, it, you know, you just kind of unclip from reality and you don't know what to believe anymore. Yep. So there's I mean, a danger I feel, in that I feel, too. I, I'm right there. I feel like the stuff that people send me in the deep, the conversations I've had, like, I don't want to judge. That's why I refuse to judge it. Like I just, mm -hmm. I keep trying to make, it's all about self-deprecation, right? So I'm always like, I'm self-deprecating humor. Like I can poke fun at myself and it's like, I'm just a stupid one. I know it's not me. Maybe I'm just not getting it um, because <clears> I can't, I don't want someone to come to me and, and then you tell them like you're effing nuts uh, and that you got abducted or whatever. And then come to find out a few years later, yep, that's what's happening. And you're the idiot because you didn't believe it. And mm. so it's like, all I ask forever is like, I just need, I need it to be repeatable. I need something that's repeatable. Um, I have, you know, talked to so many people that, that it's one of the things and they could do it. Um, and then it's like, a, you need the, the, perfect storm of like, is there an interest from a network at the same time that, you know, that's happening, um, but they're able to do this and you're finding the right person. But then it's, you know, if there were any kind of hard evidence of anything for the love of God, man, there's got to be something. It drives me nuts that I still, that, that there isn't. And people are saying, oh, there is, there is. No, not really. There isn't. Like, I need something that I can look at and it's got something in a different language written from a different, made on an object that we can't make here. Mm -hmm. da, 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 like this is what I need. Um, mm -hmm. Because uh, to try to get another show on in this genre, in this space in particular, is going to be virtually impossible unless you can push that forward. Um, right. I do have something I've been working on. Um, I call them the experiencers. Uh, and there's this guy, Sean, uh, his name, or, on, on Twitter, he goes under um, uh, just just my videos. I think is Sean's uh, okay. thing, and I found him when he had like forty people. And he, you know, I kind of like, tried you, like with him, like in, interacting with him, and then other people found him, and, and then there's others that are like him. And so I call them the experiencers. I don't know, actually, I don't know if I gave them that name or they told me that was the name that they were using. I don't remember. Either way, I think that's a cool way to describe them. And these are guys, not just people who. Um, they can look up at the sky and shit just appears and it dances for them. Um, huh. Like objects, it's like they look like ships, like white objects. And uh, I can't, I can't describe it. 
Um, right. I don't understand it. And it's not like it's a once in a while thing. It's like, I'm going outside right. today and watch this. And it's like day after day after day. And it, wow. some, you know, some people are like, oh, it's an airplane. No, it's not an airplane because it's doing this. Right. And it's right. Like, <laughs> it, but it's not just one person. And as soon as he started talking about it, others popped up and it's like, oh my God. And so I'm like, that's an awesome show. You know, you have these experiencers who, whether whatever's happening, again, maybe it's that thing presenting to them in a way that they can see or understand. Um, and maybe some people can't see it, which could be just as important as those who can. And right. it'd be a incredible idea of a show to kind of go down that road. Um, but there's that. And I talked to people who, you know, there's a guy on another one, I'll, I'll throw his name out, uh, Psychic X on Twitter. Um, this guy, Buddy. Buddy is an incredible story. Like the stuff that this guy can do, make stuff appear in the sky. Like, hey, TJ, I'm going to call you or, or text. TJ, go in your backyard. I want you to look up in the sky. I'm going to show you some stuff. And I go and look in the backyard and some shit just appears in my yard. Like like a big ball of light. And it's gone. Like, how do you, how, how do you, no, I don't believe you. Yeah. No, no, no. There's some kind of hack. You're doing something like, yeah. You're looking at star maps or something. You know some. You you looking at a plane thing where it's supposed to be flying over my house. Like uh, this is stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know how to describe any or you know explain any of it. It's but. so it's so crazy to me how there are people who are so comfortable talking about spiritual things. Like the religious people are so comfortable talking about angels and demons and all that. But what they're not comfortable with is for those things to be close to science or to be explainable by science. Mm. And then what science is not comfortable with is is that spiritual world being close. But somehow the reality is, I think, that these two things are so much closer than anyone I, wants to think. I think they're all the same. I think it's all, yeah. I think what we're calling science and spirituality and all of it, I think it's, we just don't have the devices yet to measure what these things right. are. Right. And I think it's a feature, not a bug yeah, that absolutely. you can't measure it. Right. That right. it's constantly thwarting the technology. So go that, go that. So a lot of times when I think of ideas or shows or whatever, mm -hmm. pitch and, and you know, these concepts, I'm always like, if that, then what else? I always try yeah. to find it. If that, then what else? So it's like, if that, right. So if it's a feature um, where we can't measure it, mm -hmm. it's, and so we can't, therefore we can't explain it. Um, the idea of when we can measure it, then we now we can prove it, but we still can't explain it. It takes more development of what's the next step in the evolution, right? So you have to be able to identify it, capture it, and then explain it. I think that the feature is until you're ready to do the step before it, you can't. Like you need to be able to do it in the steps. Um, and it's like once you get the technology to explain this, or identify this, you're like, oh, this is what this is. That means, oh, and then it's, yeah. it's like everything. It's like every step of the way. Um, I don't know, but I'm just, but I, again, I don't know. <laughs> um, I just find these, I find these things so fascinating. It's, it's, uh, it's just, I, I, I think that there's going to be, people are going to be really shocked in the next, I'm going to say before 2025. So we're at 20, we're halfway through 23. Yeah. And it's just because of the stuff that I know that people are working on and the stuff that I know that is happening. I'm sorry. I'm not saying I know secrets. I'm saying that I, <laughs> there are people that say that they're working on things or people that are trying to prove things or do things mm -hmm. that all the timelines all seem to end in like that. 
not not too much was happening this year. It was all next year. Everyone's like 2024, 2024. Um, so I'm I'm anticipating that there's going to be breakthroughs and news about things um, in these realms in particular. Um, yes. Because and and I don't know if it's government stuff or um, people. I don't believe this, the whistleblower thing is going to be a thing. Um, I think that that's all just nonsense and distractions. Yeah. Uh, that's just me. I'm sure people go down those rabbit holes and they're like, this guy's credentialed and this and that, and people disagree yeah. with me and that's fine. I don't have in-depth understanding a lot of that, but I can tell you this, there is no scenario, there's no timeline in where the U.S. government is going to tell us right. secrets. Yeah. Right. They're never going to yeah. say to you, guess what? There's aliens. <laughs> and you're going to wait for the other shoe drop. And you're like, guess what? There's aliens. And you can't leave your house for the next six months. Unless there's a cost, like unless right. there's a benefit. Um, it, nothing freaks me out more than a government that has been denying UFOs for decades to suddenly say, yeah, there's UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you are telling me now because. because. And there's people who are not suspicious at all that the government's <laughs> been like, it, and, and it's funny because if you study the way the government does any other thing that they want you to believe, it, it works the exact same pattern as the UFO stuff, right? It's, Let's like leak it out a little bit at a time and, you know, make sure that you can handle this and then you'll, you're ready for us to tell you this thing that we want you to focus on and believe and pay attention to. And there's people that aren't suspicious at all that the government's like, yeah, there's aliens. We've, uh, you know, gathered their spacecrafts and we've got them in Area 51. So, you know, <laughs> sure, sure we ruined Bob Lazar's life over that, but... <laughs> are there, like, are there really people who aren't suspicious? Yes. Like, like, <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough, Yes. That's not possible. Like, <laughs> those are NPCs, man. Those are NPCs. I like, know. There's no way that you cannot be suspicious. Like, like this is what kills me. This is what kills me about the media right now because it's not the news. It's not the news that I worked in. It's not. It's it's different. It is like it is crazy town. Like, yeah. don't believe anything except for what we tell you. And it's like, when did everyone lose their collective freaking minds and decide <laughs> that the, the glowing rectangle tells you the truth? The yeah. glowing rectangle, the people, the, the person on the glowing rectangle is all truth all the time. Like, nobody questions yeah. anything anymore. You know it's, how people have different pain tolerances? Yeah, yeah, okay. People have, people have different fear tolerances, and you have an incredibly high fear tolerance. You, I mean, the CIA was allegedly stalked you for months, <laughs> and you got sick for nine months because of this race, and you didn't back off of it. Like, you just... You just kept going. I think a normal person, like an average person, would have stopped a long time before. Maybe. Um, and I think that some of us <laughs> just have a higher a fear tolerance. I don't know if that's a feature or a bug. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Well, I, 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 I think I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a compliment. <laughs> no, what is one thing, I think this is my last question, what is one thing yeah. you wish the thing you wish people understood about the ranch? I, oh, you're awesome questions. What do I wish? I think I wish that people would look at it, um, oh, I want to say in a vacuum, but I just, I, I wish that people could shed all of the preconceived notions of it. I wish that you could just look at what we're showing you and try to, get rid of the cynicism get rid of all the cynicism and just look this is it this is it this is all like 
I don't know what else to say. Like there's, you know, there's people that just keep trying to go after it and debunk it, debunk it, debunk it, debunk it. It's like you're going at, you are approaching it in a way that is assuming we're doing something that is not happening. You are, in fact, the conspiracy theorist. If mm-hmm. you're thinking that we're trying to hide things in presentation to you, you're the crazy one. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like, I don't understand this. And I just wish people would not approach. I wish people would just approach this as, and I get it. I get the way we've all been so jaded. And I get mm-hmm. the way they're lied to. And they look at the glowing rectangle of truth. And some think it's truth. And some think it's entertainment. And there's never any nuance. But it's, you know, it, it, in your analysis. I just wish that in this case, I wish people just took it at face value. This is what we're seeing. Do you think the, the glowing rectangle is that barrier to, to belief for people? Because you've talked about people juicing shows and we've, we've mentioned this before where there's obvious, it's not your show, but there's obvious shows uh, that uh, certain networks have done that you can tell is being juiced or being pushed in a certain way where you're like, that that's horse crap. And I, I wonder <laughs> if like that has just made people jaded to anything that's on TV at all. I, I think so. I mean, like if it's not on 4chan, it's not real. You're we've to put it literally, hey. we've been called CIA assets because we made a meme about birds. Oh my <laughs> God. You guys are trying to wreck conspiracy theorists and make them look bad. These guys are hired by the CIA because we made a, a joke about the birds aren't real thing. Well, guess what? Yeah. If you think that there are not birds that are not real, <laughs> you're a moron. Thank of you. There are birds that are not Thank real. You. <laughs> I, was, I remember doing a shoot at the ranch where we were told to shoot it. There was a bird that sat there for friggin' hours on a telephone pole watching us. There's no way that that was a bird. I don't care. Now, now we now these are not these are not these are legitimate. We've had fight. There, there, there are devices that have been developed throughout. Like the CIA has had this stuff. Our military has bees that are not real. Yep. We have dragonflies that are not real. These from the sixties, from the seventies. Yeah. Again, do you think they stopped developing them? <laughs> no. <laughs> In the military, there's a joke called "Secret Squirrel." Like, oh, you're working on some secret squirrel stuff. And I think a lot of people say it and don't realize it comes from an actual CIA program in the 50s where they <laughs> had fake squirrels that were cameras. Jesus Christ. Like, come on, you morons. Like, how do you This is the stuff that drives me crazy. Of course, <laughs> there, were. Of course there were. Of course there were. Like, this is the shit that just kills me. Like, <laughs> like, because everyone takes it to the nth degree, right? It's like, it's like, oh, all birds are. <sighs> no, not all birds are fake. <laughs> are all birds real? Hmm. That's a better way to frame that. Like, if you think all yeah. birds are real, then you have an issue. Like, I don't believe. <laughs> oh, and I said that all my camera stuff went black again. That's crazy. Uh, uh, ah, you're exposing but, the CIA's secrets, and they're shutting yeah. you down. They don't care. Whatever. But I do find it funny, you know, when people take that to the next level, right? And they're like, "All pigeons are fake." And yeah, the reason yeah. they stay, they stay on power lines are because that's where they're recharging. Yeah. My thing is, whenever I hear the power lines thing, I'm like, no, it's because the city who is putting that power grid together, the reason that they're not standing and separating on all the power lines is because that one must have had must have been replaced with some cheaper labor or some cheaper materials, and that's why that is warmer than all the rest. That one probably broke. 
they they this one's like I can save us twenty percent. I'm going to order insulated fiber from this country, who's making it cheaper, and it's probably just thin enough where the birds find warmth on it. But mm-hmm. no, can't think that. You know, that's be too logical. Like, no, it's got to be recharging <laughs> your birds. No, it doesn't. <laughs> This is my favorite. This is the first time we've had a guest that fully gets the birds aren't real thing. No, I love it. Me, it's these are things. It's like if we only knew that. So okay, I have been exposed to a lot of stuff, right? And I've talked to a lot of people, government officials, military people. Like I've talked to heads of companies, high tech companies. I know what people are developing. I know where things are. If you don't, all the things you think are being developed are being developed. All the things you, anything you can think of about a, about a, you know, in a science show, a lot of it is probably in prototyping phases, in different stages. Like there are so many things that are just so far beyond what we understand already. You think like AI, like the, the stuff we're dealing with in AI now is just a fraction of a fraction. I'm doing, AI, I use AI daily, right? Not not just for the GPT stuff, mm-hmm. but like for a lot of different things, mm-hmm. um, working wise. It's amazing, like. This has been around. I've been doing this for two years now. It's now all of a sudden it's in everyone's face. And it's like, yeah, it's just in your face now because, you know, the machine decided we can monetize this. Yep. Um, the next step is where this goes to. Like, you, this is just, this is nothing. This is, this is nothing. Like, it changes the world, in, a, in not to get too hyperbolic, but it definitely changes the way people will work. And it makes connections that you can't make. And it makes them instantly because of data sets that are, siloed from one another if you give them access and allow this the way that these models work the vectorization and finding how close words relationships are with one another mathematically you will find relationships this is why i get mad at the ufo community who's like there, there there's opportunities there for them to use technology now to solve some of these problems and they don't they still want to argue about documents and paper trails yeah. like oh my god you guys are missing the plot like yeah that's all going to be solved that's nonsense all this this is nonsense like use use a python package that could go and break that can recreate fractured text and can fill in what the text should be and use that against these memos where it's like you know the the ramsey memo or whatever it is where the guy at area 51 is sitting there and you could see parts of the memos written it's like there are python packs there are packages code that can recreate that because they were trained and they're using it on like sanskrit they're using it on like dead languages. Yeah. It can decipher that pretty consistently. Which is scary. Right. That but scares it, me. But this is stuff Absolutely. that exists, right? It exists. And <clears throat> and everyone just wants to complain about stuff and not do anything. And I'm so sick of the not doers. I'd like yeah. to yeah. do something. Anyway, that and see. <laughs> well, I, I end amazing. scene is perfect. This has been absolutely amazing. But we have a comment over here that's telling me that we have to end the show. Because look at this. Real Truth Cash says, TJ makes for a good PJ replacement. He has just a few hinges. <laughs> <laughs> just a few hinges. I love it. Yes, TJ, a, you are yeah. hired. Hired. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking for a gig, then I'd be yeah. I, I let the show go too long. Now I've been replaced. <laughs> so. No, I'm sorry. I told you I'll talk. I, I can. That's what oh, I it's no, been no, so good. I that's not what I meant. We, we've absolutely enjoyed talking so to you. I just have. I have to go to work soon. Yeah, so, cool. all right, um, guys. Thank you. I appreciate seriously, it. Thank you so you. much for being here, and thank you all the audience who who came out tonight. It's been it's been really fun having you. All you ask good questions. 
TJ, do you have anything you want to leave with the audience with or place they can find you? They should follow you on Twitter, first of all. Yeah, Twitter's where I, I you know, I'm all in on Twitter. Like, that's where I yeah. am. Um, yeah. I, I have a website that I update like once a year with <laughs> <laughs> updated other stuff. No, yeah. just my name, TJ Allard at Twitter. Um, that's that's where I am. Um, you know, I, I interact with everybody. I, I do spaces. Please jump in, talk. Uh, I love hearing from people um, because, you know, that's why you get ideas, right? And if you don't communicate and you don't, you don't exchange or mix things up, then you're never going to find out anything new. Exactly. And I'm all about yeah. trying to find something new. Yeah. So Absolutely. you guys are great. This is awesome. I, I really appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you so much. Thank fun. you. Thank you so much. It's been great. All right. We will see you guys next uh, Wednesday with our regular show. God bless. Have a great night, everyone. Yeah.